Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash w-a-n-t-p-o-w-e-r. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubel, MD, episode number 81. Welcome to Weight Loss for Busy Physicians, the podcast where busy doctors like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the weight so you can feel better and have the life you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. What's up? What's up? Hey, friend, welcome back. Got another really great coaching call for you. Today, the person I'm coaching, her name is Nikki. She is a pediatric critical care physician. And I spent some time coaching her on being busy and being tired all the time. I mean, who can relate? Raise your hand. For sure. I think every single one of us. So this was really just a fantastic call. We really dug into fatigue and dug into the whole indulgence of telling ourselves we're busy all the time and how that actually makes us less efficient, which was so impactful. So I hope that this is just as helpful for you as it was for Nikki. Have a great week. And please enjoy listening to me coaching Nikki. All right, Nikki, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I am so excited too. I'm so excited for you. Like what a great opportunity. (laughs) Okay, so we had talked about picking a specific topic and you were asking about like fatigue and tiredness and feeling busy all the time. Yes. So we're going to start with you just telling me more about that, more about the fatigue, the tiredness, the, you know, all the busy, all of it and how it's impacting your life. Okay. So I'm a pediatric critical care physician. I am five years out of fellowship now. So kind of getting into my attending life. I have two little girls, a two-year-old and a five-year-old. So I had my five-year-old in my third year of fellowship 
And then my two-year-old, you know, kind of in the midst of my attending life. Mm -hmm. So I think between (laughs) going through all of residency and training and fellowship and obviously like nights, night call, being up at night is part of my job. So that has never gone away, even being out of residency and fellowship. That's just sort of part of my life. Um, Tell me a little more about that. Like what that looks like, like what, what is your typical call schedule? So it changes all the time. So there's no consistency. Yeah. (laughs) So I typically, when I do do nights, I do several nights in a row. So usually three to four nights in a row. Some nights I'm up all night. Some nights I get maybe three or four hours of sleep, but I typically, because I have two small children and my husband is also a stay-at-home dad, which is great in some aspects and hard in others because he doesn't get a break unless I'm giving him a break. Mm -hmm. So I tend to not really sleep in between my call shifts. Ah, okay. Maybe an hour or two, but to try to spend time with my family and to sometimes give my husband a break, I tend to stay up. So there could be days where I sleep very little. And then obviously with two small kids, they tend to wake me up here and there at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. All right. So so this happens and you're really low on sleep. And then what happens? Um, and I just keep going about my business. Um, yeah. So I try to... I really do try to get to bed at a reasonable time. I'm usually in bed by 10 o'clock at the latest when I'm at home. And I usually can fall asleep fairly well easily. But I tend to, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I have a hard time going back to sleep. Mm. Um, So there are definitely nights where I start out great, but I wake up in the middle of the night and then I'm up for hours. Mm. Why do you think that is? I usually get stuck on thoughts in my head and I just can't, can't stop thinking and get back to sleep. Okay. Okay. So what do you think the result is for you in terms of this fatigue, right? (laughs) In your life? (laughs) I think it's when I just generally have this fatigue. And so I think I use it as an excuse sometimes to not do things. I'm so tired, so I can't do this. I'm so tired, so I can't take care of myself. I can't exercise. I feel like I don't, I'm not efficient in the time that I do have. Okay. Are you showing up as the mom you want to be, as the wife you want to be, as the doctor you want to be? Do you think the fatigue influences that at all? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like my mom job is probably where I do my best. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I really take as much time as I can with my girls and spend quality time with them. And I feel like that's probably where I show up the best. I think my marriage is probably the worst off that mm. that definitely takes the bottom wrong with things. Okay. Um, so how do you think that the fatigue plays that? Like, how do you, when you're so tired, how are you acting towards your husband? He just, he kind of gets the last. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. we get the girls down and we're finally have time together. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm just going to lay here on the couch. And then in a half an hour, I'm going to go to bed. So good night. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean in terms of maybe lack of connection? Yeah. With him? yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you have any issues with that relationship in terms of, you know, arguing or not agreeing on things or things like that? Yeah, definitely. And it's something that we're sort of in in the active phases of working on together. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think my feeling tired contributes to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And then the busy all the time part. Let's talk a little bit more about that. I just... I. I feel like I'm constantly like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And then I find myself like getting lost in inside being sidetracked by things and not being efficient in my time. And like, I'll sit at my work desk and, 
you know, I have this whole to-do list and I get sidetracked by emails. I get sidetracked by talking to other people. Somebody comes in my office and then an hour later, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then, you know, I get home and my husband, Gavin, will be like, how was your day? And I'm like, I'm so busy and I didn't get anything done, but it's so busy. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Okay. Okay. All right, great. So anything else related to this that you want to share? Anything else relevant? I mean, I think part of it too is just like self care. I've been it's something that I really tried to start working on last month or two is Mm -hmm. like being busy can't be a reason to not take care of myself. But I find that that's frequently I'm too busy and I'm too tired to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Right. It's like both of them, it always comes back to tired and busy, right? (laughs) There's like nothing else left. Okay. Okay. So what I want to do now is separate out the facts from the thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so I'll help you with this a little bit. We know that you're a pediatric critical care doctor. You have two kids, ages two and five, and you're married. Yes. And part of your job is that you take call, in-house call, I'm sorry, right? In-house call. And it is the schedule changes, but it can be up to four nights in a row where you're working nights. Yeah. At times. Okay. That's about it, I think. What do you think? Is that about (laughs) it for the uh, (laughs) facts? Yeah. I guess I would just add it, I guess, for my job, like Mm -hmm. the other... I have my clinical part of my job and then I also do research. So I'm also a researcher Mm -hmm. and then also do some administrative. I'm the director of our pediatric transport team. Oh, okay. So I feel like... So some admin work too. Yeah. So I've got my clinical side and then the other parts. Yes. Okay. And so we wouldn't really say a fact is like you have admin work because nobody knows what that means. (laughs) If we really wanted to list out the facts, we'd write down, you know, director of this, blah, 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 like whatever the titles or responsibilities are. Okay. would know that those are that the, that's what we do, or that's you know what the facts are. Yeah. So, so what's great about recognizing that is that we then realize that the rest is all thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like even the fatigue, where we're just like, no, but I'm really tired all the time. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that is actually a thought that we have, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting, right? Because so much of our life that we just think is happening to us, and we're just experiencing it, is actually a choice. Same with yeah. busy being so busy all the time. Yeah. Right. Can you see that? Like how that's I I can like I can see it. <laughs> like like rationally she's pointing to her I'm head. Not, <laughs> <laughs> choosing to be tired. I don't want to be tired, but right. yeah, I do I do see how it is a yeah. feeling. Well, so this is actually really interesting because let's actually work through let's work through a model. The reason okay. why, you know, for the most part the fatigue is something that we're kind of just, you know, we're choosing as a thought Mm -hmm. is because, you know, it's like, how do you, it's hard to package that up so we can all agree, right? Like one person might be like, oh, when I don't sleep at night for three nights, like I'm still totally fine, Mm -hmm. which they're probably a robot. But anyway, I'm just saying, (laughs) right. (laughs) You know, and then someone else is like, oh my God, I I like wouldn't even be able to function. I'd be like seizing on the floor or something, right. You know, like everybody is going to have a different experience that. So that that's where it kind of comes into like, how am I choosing to think about that fatigue. But mm-hmm. this is the way I would actually offer, let's do a model on this, okay. is putting fatigue actually on the sea line. So on the circumstance line, for anybody who's new to the podcast, let me just do a quick refresh of this thought model we use. So there's five components. The first is the circumstance or the C, we call it, just to abbreviate it. And that's the neutral facts. That's what we just all pulled out. Then the next part is the thought. So we have thoughts about the circumstance. 
then our thoughts create our feelings or emotions and our feelings drive our actions. So that's all things we do and we don't do, including our self-talk, what we think, you know, like we're going about our life, like looking like everything's fine on the outside, but we're like, you know, eating ourselves alive inside, you know, that kind of thing that all is action. And then the result is what the result is for you. So in this case, you can put fatigue on the sea line because it's kind of a constant in your life, it sounds like. Yeah. So in this, so sometimes another another example of where we'll put things on the sea line is like a medical diagnosis. So say you have anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can have your physician be like, yeah, this person has anxiety. Like, you know, we have documentation of that. And it's just a neutral fact. And then you have thoughts about the fact that you have anxiety, you know, same Mm -hmm. for depression or whatever else. In this case, it sounds like, you know, I mean, if you're going to be working four nights in a row and then not sleeping when you get home and getting just a, you know, if you're lucky, a smattering of sleep, you know, hours when you're at work, like it sounds like fatigue is pretty much always present in your life with this current setup. Yes. Would you agree? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but that's what it sounds like to me. Okay. So if that's the case, right? It's like, sure, you could take a month off and get totally caught up on rest, but that's mm-hmm. not how your life is. So right now, having this constant state of fatigue is the circumstance. And then you have thoughts about it that make it so that you don't follow your eating plan, you don't yes. exercise, right? Like, as yes. you said, that you use it as an excuse. And that's your thinking about the fatigue. Yes. Okay. So we have our fatigue on the sea line. And then your thought, what you told me is I use it as an excuse not to do things. So do you have a thought in the moment when you're making the excuse? Are you just, is it just like, I'm too tired? (laughs) Yeah, it's just, I'm too tired. You know, like I will set my alarm to get up to go for a walk. Yeah. And the alarm will go off and I'll be like, oh, I'm just too tired. Hell no, that's not happening. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so I'm too tired. Yeah. So let's just say I'm too tired to eat right and exercise. Right. So that that it's kind of clear what we're, what we're talking about here. And then when you have that thought, how do you feel? What emotion do you have? At first I... And I'm like, okay, I'm too tired. I'm going to be nice to myself. This will mm-hmm. be nice. You know, I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll get some more sleep and then I'll feel better and we'll try again tomorrow. So those are a whole, I'm so glad you did this because I asked you for an emotion. You gave me yeah. a whole bunch more thoughts. That's how okay. most of us go, right? <laughs> Especially because of the way that we talk. Yeah. Just people in America, right? We're like, you know, how do you feel? Like, well, I feel like blah, 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 blah. But that's actually all thoughts. Okay. So a feeling, this is a great opportunity to discuss this. A feeling is an emotion. So it's generally a one word descriptor of what's actually going on in your body mm-hmm. because our thoughts are created in our brains by neural connections. And then the chemical cascades that they create are what generate these feelings in our bodies, right? So anywhere kind of like, you know, <laughs> outside of your brain, whatever you're feeling, then that's going to be an emotion. And so many of us are actually not very tuned in to describing our emotions very yeah. well. We have right. lots and lots of thoughts. <laughs> and then it's like, but what are you feeling? And we're like, Oh, and I really am not sure. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. Um, but so we could kind of tap into that a little bit more. So if you're feeling, you know, too tired right in that moment, I think actually when you feel sort of relieved that you're not going to go walk, that what's actually happening is you're kind of having a new thought of, oh, good, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I made the decision not to. And then that's creating the relief. But we're kind of jumping ahead there right away when you think, you know, you're feeling tired. I'm too tired to eat, right? And exercise right in that split second before you have the next thought. 
Can you think of a one word descriptor? Gosh, <laughs> I can help you if, if yeah. you're struggling, but it's always best if the yeah. client comes up with it, with, with it themselves. I think I might even like a little annoyed, like, okay, I'm annoyed that I'm too tired to do this. And I annoyed. Stop okay. one word. Great. Annoyed. <laughs> Love it. Let's do it. Cause that's actually really great. You know, it's like, like full stop period. Right. Because what, <laughs> then sometimes we start getting tapped into our feelings and we're like, here's 25 feelings I feel from that. One <laughs> like, no, 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 no. want to keep it very simple. One, maybe two is all mm-hmm. we really want to put on. If we feel like there's a number more feelings, mm-hmm. that means we're adding too many thoughts. We're having all kinds of thoughts about okay. that. We're not really just staying cleanly with that one. Okay. Okay. Thought. So, okay. So just to backtrack our circumstances, fatigue, baseline fatigue, and this really applies to so many physicians, right? Like yeah. think of anybody who's got crazy schedules, all the people delivering babies at night, people right. have calls who are just woken up all night. People have to go in in the middle of the night. I mean, you know, people who don't have any of that, but have children waking them up right. all night long. Right. You know, people who just don't <laughs> sleep well, right? Like <laughs> so many people deal with this. So this is really applicable to so many. So then the thought is I'm too tired to eat right and exercise, which you know, I'm sure I, you know, I can testify. I've had that one a lot of times in the past. And then the feeling is annoyed. So when you're annoyed about being too tired to eat right and exercise, what do you do or not do? I think I sort of, you know, I hit that snooze button and then later on I beat myself up about not having done it. Yeah. And then I make another promise to myself that I will try again tomorrow or I'll try again next week. Yeah. Yeah. But in the moment, I totally agree with you, but in the moment, I think what your action is, is you don't eat right and you don't exercise. Yes. Right. That's what you, but yeah, that's, that's really what is coming of that. And then the result is that you don't lose weight mm-hmm. and you don't get more fed, physically fed. Right. Yes. So let me just review that one more time. So on the circumstance line is just fatigue, like your general state of fatigue. Your thought is I'm too tired to eat right and exercise. That makes you feel annoyed. Then your action is you don't eat right. You don't follow an eating plan. You don't exercise. And the result is you don't lose weight and you don't become more physically fit. Oh, Mm -hmm. and you're not less tired either. (laughs) (laughs) Also still tired. (laughs) So, you know, what we then do with a model like this is we check it. And the way Mm -hmm. you check it is you make sure that the result is always proof or evidence of that original thought. So the thought was, I'm too tired to eat, right? And exercise. And the result is that you don't lose weight. You don't get physically fit and tired, right? Mm -hmm. So, I find really simple models like this to be some of the absolutely like most powerful ones Yeah, where you're like, no, but I really feel like I'm just letting you know, like it really isn't a thought. I'm just too tired to eat right and exercise. Yeah. And it's like, but But. that is then the result that you're creating, right? We don't realize that we're perpetuating exactly what it is that we don't want Yeah, by thinking that way. And by thinking that it's out of our hands, it's out of our control. It's just... Right. Telling you about my life. Like this is how I feel, right? So models like this can really help you to see Mm -hmm. like I'm thinking this and then I'm continuing to create it, which is why I'm having such a hard time creating anything else. Right. 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 Yeah. Which is really great news, right? Yes. 
right? Because it's like, oh, I thought I had to be less tired to eat right and exercise. <laughs> right. Actually turns out, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Which is what I've been waiting for, to be less tired. <laughs> and it hasn't happened. <laughs> hasn't happened, right. Doesn't look like it's on the horizon either. No, no. <laughs> what you described. So it's, yeah, really, really good to see that. So now we understand that, you know, with the first, uh, what we do with this first kind of uh, model is we see, oh, okay, it's actually all my thoughts that are creating this result that I don't want in my life. Now what? Right. And so sometimes we just have to spend some time before we're ready for a new model, just mm-hmm. really seeing how the current model is playing out. So I've talked before about taking on that observer or watcher role mm-hmm. where you really are just paying attention, noticing mm-hmm. your thoughts, like something that could be very helpful for you would be just making, uh, you know, and you could do this even reminding yourself with like post-it notes on your computer yeah. and like in different places or, you know, on the lock screen of your phone, just to kind of check in, what am I thinking right now? To notice how often you're using the I'm too tired to yeah. XYZ kind of, you know, um, thought, like how often that's coming up for you. It may be happening a lot. Yeah. It's really good for you to see that, right? You're like, wow, I am creating, I'm already fatigued and then I'm making it worse by thinking this way about it in all these areas of my life. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting, right? So you're not qualifying it. You're not judging it. You're not saying, you know, you're not beating yourself up over it or anything like that. You're just noticing like, this is really fascinating. Huh? Okay. Wow. This story that I tell myself about myself and my life is, you know, has a large chunk of it related to me sort of feeling sorry for myself that yeah. I, you know, I'm yeah. so tired all the time. So what's so great about it then is you can go, okay, well, so if fatigue truly is going to be a constant in my life, like that's just going to be it, mm-hmm. then what if I could create a different experience right. of that fatigue for myself? Yes. And it doesn't have to be like, oftentimes I think we think that we need to flip to the other of like, I have excessive energy. I have, you know, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I love being exhausted. It doesn't like that because of course that's not believable or yeah. realistic really to be, to think that. I mean, it's available to you if you want to try to work on believing that, but we can work on something else about the fatigue that at least gives you the result that you want. Right. Okay. So that's ultimately what it is. And that's yeah. when we can kind of work the model backwards. So I want to do that as an example with you. Okay. What I want to do is rework this model. So we still have fatigue on the sea line. So it's the same mm-hmm. thing with that. But what I want to do is first focus on the results that you want. Okay. So tell me what it is, what result, um, you know, let's go kind of with the, with the eating and exercise okay. um, kind of theme. What would be the dream result for you? I mean, I would like to lose more weight and I would okay. like to not get winded walking up the stairs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. To feel more fit physically. And- yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. Yeah. And so this is really good. I want to point out what you did because you, I don't think you even realized it, but I just want to point this out. So before our result was no weight loss, not physically more fit yeah. and still tired. Yeah. And you didn't say for the, so for the result, right? It's the opposite that you want, right? You want to lose weight. You want to be more physically fit. So you can walk up the stairs and anything else you want to do, but you didn't say, and I don't want to be so tired. Yeah. Right. Because that's not a result. Like if the circumstances fatigue, like 
That's yeah. a constant here. Like yeah. it's not something that we're going to be changing because sometimes people are like, but I just don't want to be so tired. I'm like, yeah. And see, that's another thought that's making <laughs> being fatigued so much more uncomfortable, right? So, uh-huh. so we're accepting fatigue as the baseline, yeah. and you, but you want to have the result of losing weight and being more physically fit. Okay. So mm-hmm. if that is what you wanted as a result, what would you need to do? What actions would you need to do? I would need to exercise on a regular basis and I would need to follow my food plan and eat healthy and not snack. Okay. All right. So that's on our action line. So we're working our way up. If you guys are following me with this model, it's circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. So we started on the bottom, the result line. Now we're moving up to the action line. So in order to get the result of losing weight, being more physically fit, You can walk up the stairs. You want to exercise regularly and follow your food plan, including no snacks. Okay. So in order to take those actions of exercising regularly, following that food plan, what emotions do you need to feel like? What emotions drive those actions? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So here's another rule about coaching. We're not allowed to say we don't know, but what you can do, what we can do is sometimes just wait a minute, let our brain answer it. Or Mm -hmm. sometimes we just go like, you know, if you did know, yeah, what might it be? You just had to take a guess. I know the first word that comes to mind is excited. Okay, great. What about when it's really not exciting to get up early? Is there another emotion maybe that? Motivated motivated. Okay. And for everybody who is following along other feelings that people, you know, are common that people will kind of come to are feeling driven, feeling determined, feeling committed. You know, those are, those like feel pretty good, but they're not like, feel amazing, you know, because a lot of the time when you're following your food plan and you're exercising regularly, it's not so great, right? Yeah. Like it's, you know, like you're like excited for the first week and then you're right. like, yeah, like <laughs> that ship has sailed. Now what, you know, <laughs> so motivated is good, right? Is is having something that's like, okay, I want to do this even if I don't want yeah. to, right? Or something like that. So, okay. So, okay. So excited and motivated would drive those actions of exercising regularly and following the food plan. Now we work on finding a thought about being fatigued all the time in relation to exercise and, and losing weight that feels true and believable to you mm-hmm. that makes you feel excited and motivated so that you exercise regularly eat the way you want to and get the results that you want can you think of something and we can just play with things you don't have to hit it right on the head yeah I, mean, I guess i would start out with i know i'm tired but yeah i will feel better if I get up and exercise now, or if I stick to my meal plan or my food plan. Okay. So that is a great way of handling this. You really came to right where I wanted you to. It's like, I'm too tired to eat right and exercise is like, I'm tired, but I know I'm tired, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or I can eat right and exercise even if I'm tired, Mm -hmm. right? It's really acceptance of that circumstance of I'm tired, like not using it as like, oh, but it should be different. If it's a fact, it's not going to be different, Yeah, right? So like this is this constant in your life, then I can do these things even if I'm tired. And so you might want to play with different versions of that, you know, or have a couple different versions. Yeah. And... Then what you do is you, what I call is I, I say that you go and take it into the wild, right? So that means you go and live your life and actually try this thought on mm-hmm. and really see 
does it actually make me feel excited? Does it make me feel motivated? Like I, you know, think it might. And does it then drive me to follow my plan exercise so I get those results that I want? And you might find you're like, you know, it's pretty good, but it needs a little tweaking. Okay. Or you might find like this one seems to really resonate better than that one or mm-hmm. whatever. And that's that's completely fine. Then what's so important is we all like to think that we can just um, coach ourselves in our minds and not write anything down, including yeah. me. Okay. Raising my hand. Like I definitely <laughs> am guilty of this as well at times. It's really important that you write this down for yourself because... Yeah. And before you know it, you're on to the next thing, right? And right. you're just all over the place and you're not focused on that. So so then you can create that thought for your or that model for yourself at any time. Mm-hmm. So one thing, you know, and then you can experiment with when you want to intentionally read this model and create that for yourself or think that thought. Yeah. So if it's like I want to get up early in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, maybe what you do is even before you go to bed, like you're literally climbing in bed, turning the light off, and you're looking at that model. Like okay. Even though I'm tired, I yeah. want the end result of get, having exercised, right? You know, or whatever it is, right? Like, yeah. you know, reminding yourself of that. Now, this is the thing: the morning will come, the alarm will go off. It's going to happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> your old thought is going right. to come back immediately, right? Because right. your brain is super efficient at thinking that, and you've thought it so long; it's just like a habit thought, mm-hmm. right? It's just like boom, like this is the thought. And right away, you're annoyed, you know, (laughs) and tired and don't want to do it, you know. And so you have to expect that. You have to remember that that will always be your initial, well, at least for the next while, that will be your, you know, expect that you will have that initial response. And then you go, but wait, I've got something new that, you know, like Mm -hmm. I've got this new thought. Let me just read that thought and then and generate that for yourself. And like sometimes, I mean, sometimes we end up coming up with all kinds of things like, oh, but then there's that one podcast or audiobook I'm loving. Like then I can listen to that, but only when I'm walking at five in the morning. So I better get up so I can find out what happens or whatever, you know. Well, no, that's, I've been listening to your podcast when I get up in the morning and walk my dog. And like, that is my treat for getting up. Awesome. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. That's fantastic. Right. Where you really are. Like I've done that. I used to do that back in the day when, when I would pump with my first, I mean, this was like, oh, five, oh, six. I didn't have a smartphone or anything. And I think, I don't even think we had a laptop then. And so I would get people magazine subscription so that I, and I could only look at it when I was pumping, (laughs) you know? So that was like a good motivator. I'm like, I get to read some trashy magazines. (laughs) If I'm doing this pumping, then I hate doing. So it's like a way of motivating yourself. I think that's Mm -hmm. a great way of doing that. But so, so over the course of time, let's just say that you are really consistent with this. And, you know, every time you say you're going to get up and walk in the morning, then you do it and you do that for months and years your initial experience of waking up tired will be Mm -hmm. different, right? Your thoughts will change, but it's going to take some time. How long? We don't know, (laughs) right? (laughs) But, you know, just believing in that idea that if I, you know, keep up with this and I'm consistent with this, that old habit programming of how I feel when I first wake up will change. Mm -hmm. And then I argue, like, some people are like, what if it doesn't change? I'm like, then you keep doing this forevermore. And that can be okay, right? Because if you're yeah. just feeling annoyed for a few seconds until you think your new thought and you get yourself going, like that's okay too, you know, yeah. it can be okay. But, but for sure, over the course of time, you stay committed to it. It becomes something that does give you an end result that you want. And like so many things, like so many things that are worth it in life require you to do the hard thing now. So you get that end result that you want. So, so yeah. So what do you think of that model? Is that one that you think you can try out? Yeah, definitely. 
Okay. Definitely. Awesome. Good. Okay. So in the a few minutes that we have still, I wanted to touch on the busy yeah. busyness thing and just do, just teach you a little bit more about busyness. I don't know. I actually did a podcast on busyness. You might not have actually gotten to it yet. <laughs> I think I, I, think did I, you? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't even I don't know remember. when I, I just know I did one. I don't know what order there. But, but so, you know, really telling yourself that you're so busy, mm-hmm. it really, it, it, and that feeling of busyness is really an indulgent emotion. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, it never produces anything useful. So right. same thing as like, worry or confusion or doubt or indecision or any of those things where you just are like, you know, like you said, you come home, how's your day? Oh, so busy, but I got nothing done. Like it kind of makes us feel like we're like, it was an important day. Things happened. Nothing meaningful, but things happen, you know, (laughs) right? (laughs) And it becomes this just loop again, this kind of filter on how we see our experience. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't actually create the result of getting more done. Right. That's really the irony there. It's like, oh, right. but if I'm really busy, then I'm getting a lot done, except you're not. And so telling yourself that you're busy actually slows you down and mm-hmm. makes you less efficient, which we kind of touched on. Like if it, yeah. I mean, you know, I think efficiency for someone who's chronically sleep deprived is going to be, you know, a struggle or a, a, a challenge anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Something that you're going to yeah. really have to focus on anyway. But right. then when you add that whole extra busy layer on top of it, it's like... Yeah. You know, it makes it so much, so much more challenging for you. So, you know, one thing you can even do is like banish that word from your vocabulary for a little while and you'll find yourself yeah. like wanting to use it all the time. <laughs> you know, like, how's your call? Busy. Oh, I mean, not busy. Right? Yeah. Mm, not yeah. busy. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if your, if your day isn't busy, then what is it? Let's think of something new to describe your day. If you're being really honest when you're <laughs> yeah. not getting your to-do right. list done, if it's not busy, then what was it? Gosh, I mean, some days I would say it was productive. It was a productive mm-hmm. day because I actually made it through my to-do list. Mm-hmm. Some days I would say it's distracted. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and like, yeah. what's so good about that is instead of going, it was busy, you're like, oh, I had a ton of distractions today. It was really yeah. distracted. That then sets your brain, like that actually tells your brain that, what the real problem is. Mm-hmm. And then it can set, you can set it to work creating solutions for you. Yeah. Because what's the solution to being busy? Quitting your job? Like, I don't know, nothing, right? <laughs> like, there's like, it's just you, because if you're deciding that you're busy or not, and you're always busy, like you're never going to not be busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So with, if you're like, oh, it was really a distracted day, then you can go, huh, so I didn't get a lot done and I was really distracted. I wonder how I could maybe minimize the distractions in my day. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And then when you, that's a, a, like one of those good questions to ask your brain because your brain will want to try to come up with the solution. You might go, Oh, you know what? So-and-so came and asked this question. Then we ended up chatting for an hour right? when I really could have gotten a lot done. Right. You know, what might be a different way of handling that? Like, and there, I mean, there's so many different ways that you yeah. could experiment with, but yeah. then you could come up like a big brainstorm list of ways you can maybe make your day a little bit more efficient, a little less distracted mm-hmm. and then start trying them out, you know, experimenting with them going, you know, I really want every day to be really productive. And on those productive days, you can even think too, okay, why were there less distractions today? You know, how did I minimize that? Maybe even unintentionally. Yeah. Or like so-and-so who comes in all the time happened to be on vacation. Okay, good to know that person's interactions are a place to focus some attention, you know, like what can we do to make that more efficient? And Mm -hmm. if it's someone that you love chit-chatting with, you're like, I'm going to, 
let's just go, you know, like have drinks later tonight or I don't know, whatever, you know, something like connect in a different way is my point. Mm -hmm. Go for a walk together early in the morning. That would be better. And, and you can start creating solutions for what it is you want. And that's the difference, right? Because that, that just feeling distracted is a different kind of emotion that can, has a possibility, possibility of helping you to create something different that you want. Whereas when you're feeling busy, it's just, you're just like looping, 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 you know, and you never end up getting out of that. So that's why it's so often we're like, I'm just so busy. I'm just never not busy. Right. It's like, I'm always telling myself it's busy. (laughs) And you know, have you ever seen moms whose kids that you have like a whole bunch of kids and they've got like stuff all over, you know, for the kids and they're like, no, it's cool. We'll get there. And sometimes we're a little late, but it's okay. You know, like thinking that they're so busy. Meanwhile, me, I'm like, we need to go. Like (laughs) if we're a minute late, like my brain's acting like if we're a minute late, like everyone's going to die, you know? Right. Like the drama that's created there right. and it's all optional. That's all created in my head. Yeah. So it's really interesting to just watch our brains tick and like, what is it? When did we pick up on that busy thing? Probably for you years ago. Yeah. Because right, med school, residency, right. everything. I mean, it's fellowships, all busyness, all various levels of busy. It's how so many people describe their lives. Yeah. And it kind of becomes like a habit. Right. Yeah. And yeah. People even say that to me. They're like, you must just be so much busier than you were in practice. And I'm like, and I always say, no, actually I'm not. You know why? Because I get to decide. I can yeah. decide that I'm busy or not. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not busy at all. Because <laughs> I know that that thought I'm busy doesn't serve right. me at all. Right. It's not an accurate reflection of what's going on for me at all. Mm-hmm. So little tidbit there for you to to ponder, digest, marinate in. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, it's so to, to view that word in a different way. Like it really is, doesn't really have much meaning behind it. Mm-mm. And it really doesn't serve you. You know, that's right, really what right. it comes down to. It always comes down to like, does, you know, thinking this way or having this emotion have an upside for me or not? Yeah. And, you know, no matter how true it feels, right. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't have an upside. Then is that one a good one to think? Right. On purpose. Like if we get to right. pick, why would we pick one right. that doesn't have that upside? So, yeah. so that's when you can start being like, yeah, 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 that's true too. But I'm just going to intentionally not think about my life in that way because mm-hmm. I see that it doesn't give me the result that I want, mm-hmm. which is so great. Yeah. Because we have all the control. Nothing has to change. You don't need less work. Yeah. Change your thinking. Amazing, right? It really is. It really, like listening to your podcast and going through this, like it really is amazing how your thoughts really are created and drive everything that you do. <laughs> right. I know. I mean, trust me, I was totally like, <laughs> when I learned it, I'm like, how did I never know this before? Like what? Right. Right. <laughs> I felt like I m- missed out on this huge piece, you know, secret of the universe that no right. one was sharing with me. I was like, what is going on? So, all right, Nikki, thank you so much. This thank so you. Fun. It's so great having you on and thanks for being willing to let all my listeners kind of be the fly on the wall (laughs) and learn through you. Oh no, thank you. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Did you know that you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to katrinauvelmd.com and click on free resources.